right, welcome back to the Black Techies Podcast, where black culture meets the world of technology. I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Packetstiller. You can follow me on Twitter at Packetstiller and also follow us on Twitter at uh, at the Black Techies. Yeah, there we go, the Black Techies. Uh, <laughs> um, so this one isn't going to be too long. So if you're listening to this in the car or whatever, you know, we're not going to take up that much of your time. Um, but we, we figured that this is a subject that's garnered a lot of attention lately. So we, we figured that we kind of need to talk about it. But before I start, uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, please make sure that you subscribe using your favorite podcast app. Follow us, or oh, I said on Twitter. You can uh, also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash blacktechies. And if you want to engage with us, you can join the Black Techies Collective Facebook group. Uh, so yeah, feel free to do that. And most importantly, once you subscribe and listen, please go to iTunes and leave a review. It really does help because not only does it help us to grow as a as a podcast, but it also, you know, tweaks the algorithm so that iTunes is like, hey, there's this new podcast that's up and coming. Let's show them on the front page. Uh, I don't know if, I, if that's going to happen, but I figure that the more people do a review, the better chances we have. But um, with that out the way, I'm joined once again by the Black Tony Stark, Herb Seward. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? And he's back. The uh, young T'Challa over there, uh, Dominique. Young Victoria. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Either one. What's up, y'all? Yeah, Black Midoriya, Young T'Challa, aka. Uh, I gotta come up with a whole another long list of AKs. I don't know if y'all listen to the Bodega Boys podcast. The big boys got forty-three AKAs apiece, and it's it's my that's my goal. <laughs> really? AKA Broccoli Bundles. AKA Galaxy <laughs> Knuckles. <laughs> Galaxy Knuckles. All right. Well, uh, before we start, you know, what's, up, what's, what's, what's been up with you all? It's been two weeks. I'm, try- I'm trying to do this at least every two weeks. So what's, what, what's been up? I know uh, Herb, uh, I, I guess I gotta, we got to plug your little uh, fan-sided deal if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I've kind of refrained until I refrained from breaking the news to oh, okay. All friends, right. but I, I mean, it's I can edit this out. <laughs> well, no, no, you you don't have to edit it out. It's it's official now. So, um, you're looking at um, well, first, you know, one of my other um, one of my other passions outside of technology is college basketball, and um, you know, I'm pretty. I, you know, I've, I'm I've write about it for a hobby, and you know this, that, and the third. But um, I'm now officially a college basketball contributor for Fansided. dot uh, com, which is a subsidiary of Sports Illustrated. So um, I'm looking forward to being writing about black college, uh, black college basketball for the MEAC and the SWAC, as well as you know my beloved University of Maryland Terrapins. So. Um, for those that don't know, now you know, and thank you everybody that's ever supported me for, you know, for actually writing. All right. See, <laughs> I thought, I thought I was doing a little something with text, but no, you got, got a fan side of writer up in here. All right. But, uh, Mr. Uh, Dominique, any, any, any news, any, uh. Um, new know. season of League of Legends has started, and I am back to bronze. I was silver last season, and so 
this season will be me fighting back to silver, hopefully, and uh, it's rough. Do, uh, no real. Do you uh? Do you stream? I yeah. So I started to kind of try to stream, um, but you can't. You can only change your Twitter name. I mean, your Twitch name once every sixty days. And my Twitch name, according to a small focus group that I had, and I won't repeat it here, but it was a. Uh, it was. I was told it was not great, and so I'm gonna wait until I can change the name, and then. I will. Uh, I, I will go back to twitching. Is that a, uh, a euphemism? You said not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was. I was told that that the, the name that I was using was. Uh, don't do it. They were like, it's trash. Use another name. And I it's went to trash. Twitch, and I was like, let me use somebody else. And then they were like, uh, you gotta wait sixty days. And I was like, okay. So I'll be twitching in a couple months. All right. Well, I mean. Once you get that uh, up, up and running, we can we can go ahead and promote it. Locked on the, on up, the... <laughs> they won't let me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's Saturday. It's 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 a leaf year, so you know what goes on in the leaf year stays in the leaf year. I don't know. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So I guess we can go ahead and get started. So I'm pretty sure everyone and their mama has heard about the coronavirus. And so, <laughs> uh, it started in, in the Wuhan uh, province of China, and it's basically spread from there. Uh, it's, it's it's been a handful of cases in the U.S. Uh, I forgot the official number. I think it's in the fifties. I think they just yeah, announced that one person only one death. Yeah, yeah, yeah one death. First death so, yeah. being that this is a tech focused podcast, I, f- I figured that we could kind of, uh, at least for most of it concentrate on on the the impact to the tech world so one of the biggest news from that is that the uh, um um mobile world congress was canceled uh which is one of the largest mobile technology uh trade shows in the world maybe second only to ces and so that's that's pretty big i mean i think it's been in existence for like 33 years and so for it to actually cancel is is pretty major so i mean what do you what do you all think about this, you know, affecting the tech world? Like, GDC got canceled. The Game Developer Conference got canceled. Uh, something, because um, a bunch of a bunch of companies pulled out. Microsoft, Epic, Sony, Facebook. And then they, then they were like, well, <laughs> all these people pulling out. Guess we'll just cancel GDC. Um, so, yeah, like, all, all of these major cancellations and i'm wondering if this is even going to affect you know the olympics in in the summer depending on They're how long they're talking about it shutting it down they Man. are talking about uh it not going down y'all have any have any minutes <laughs> can you imagine like when was the last time they canceled the olympics the olympics like summer olympics at that uh but like what do you all think know, about I've this never, not in my lifetime it's never happened in my lifetime um but yeah i it's crazy that that this is happening. It does. It still feels like nobody in America really cares. We're all talking about it in passing, and we're all kind of joking about it. I don't really see anybody wearing face masks um, here. Uh, I think we have the infrastructure to survive. You know, the the human species will go on. This is not a fiction level event. But I think um, you know, in a year, we'll look back at uh, precautions. Uh, we didn't, uh, you know, any job where you can work from home, 
they should be having people work from home for like the next couple months, like just to be safe. Because anybody that walks in an office building with Corona has the potential of spreading it exponentially. You know what I mean? So, you know, we live in a in a digital world where where you know most jobs don't you don't have to be in an office. You don't have to be uh, around people that often and. Uh, I think we should be implementing those kind of things when stuff like this happens. Well, I think, um, well, I think one thing we have to understand is that uh, technology, um, when it comes to matters of health, or, or in this case, public health, where it come, you know, when it comes to stuff like. Um, infectious diseases, pandemics, technology is kind of a double-edged sword of, of sorts because, you know, the advent of, you know, different types of technologies, particularly technology for global travel, things of that nature, um, that's what really um, enables pandemics or epidemics to happen the way that they do or the way that we witness them. Um, you know, one person in Wuhan province might be sick, you know, today with something that they were exposed to, hop on a flight before they're asymptomatic and be someplace else. And, you know, next thing you know, you've got multiple places where multiple people are sick. And that cycle, you know, kind of, um, kind of repeats itself. And that's something that, you know, as people that are tasked with public health and tasked with fighting emerging diseases, um, that's something that they always have to have, they always have to plan for. You know, that's what their policies have to really entail because, it, you know, just because you're, you're, where you, where you're where you are geographically, nobody is really immune from that being an issue. Uh, and that has a lot to do with, you know, the impact that technology has had, you know, has become, or rather, m how integrated technology has become in the modern world. Um, I mean, whether it's in terms of information, in terms of travel, I mean, we're, I mean, just witnessing how, you know, lack of information has kind of fueled speculation on a lot of fronts when it comes, where, where, you know, as it pertains to this. So, um, it's something to really be cognizant of, you know, and the average person that, you know, doesn't really follow medicine or follow technology, you know, it's even more important, you know, for though, for that access to information to be there, you know, so. Which actually kind of leads me to, uh, before we continue with, with the discussion, let me specify for, for those who don't know the coronavirus isn't a new thing they're they're actually very common in fact most of us have, have already gotten some kind of coronavirus it's called that because the structure of the virus looks like it has a crown or a corona uh, if you look at the sun during a, a solar eclipse you see like the ring around the moon the moon or whatever that's called the corona or a crown and so that's why it's called a coronavirus the SARS outbreak back in 2002 
and the uh, the MERS outbreak in 2012, those are both corona- coronaviruses as well. So basically, like these are these are viruses that I think originally started in animals, but they were able to morph or whatever, uh, mutate and then jump to humans and so that's that's kind of how it happened and like this one apparently started in some seafood market in china um although some i think they're doing some kind of analysis and they're not necessarily sure it started with the seafood market but because the first person who who was reported didn't go to the seafood market so they're trying to still trying to figure out exactly where it came from but the reason why i'm saying all that is because there's there's in this age of the internet with all of this access to information, some of that information ain't exactly true. So <laughs> uh, I just read uh, this article about the World Health Organization that's par- partnering with TikTok to uh, fight like coronavirus misinformation. So, and we all we all know we all know like in, in this this day and age, it's so easy to just put out news and information that that ain't true either to serve a, a an agenda or something or to just you know be <laughs> just to, to be a jerk or whatever so uh i guess maybe that's something we can kind of talk about i mean as far as the the fake news i guess around possible about the coronavirus i mean is there the, don't you feel weird just saying fake news now don't you every time i say yeah. it like i think of that guy yeah yeah i know right in fact yeah when i said it i immediately thought you know this is something (laughs) (laughs) but uh but i mean that that's the world that we live in now though that where you can just say random things and people will believe it just because just because so let me tell you what i believe i have no factual basis to back this up but i believe that the coronavirus or this specific strain of coronavirus was genetically engineered and released on the Chinese people by the Chinese government because they're doing population control. I feel like they do it every three to six years. They just put something out to kill a good chunk of the old people. And, the, and like the, these viruses really only kill the old, the very old and the very young. Um, so you know, it doesn't really harm their workforce very much. And you know, they can keep kind of keep business going, keep uh, committing uh, human rights atrocities uh, on a global scale. Um, so that's my tinfoil hat theory. I'll take the tinfoil hat back off and we can talk tech. <laughs> well, well I, go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to take a different tack <laughs> as it pertains to that. Yeah, as somebody that's, you know, actually studied, you know, immunology and infectious diseases while I was in school. Um, the one thing that you know kind of jumps out at me whenever we we hear about things like you know uh, new versions of different of diseases that we've seen you know particularly viral diseases is that um, human beings are going places where they're not really supposed to go or they're introducing things into you know the, the food supply that they're not really supposed to introduce and you know coronavirus SARS um, a lot of those a lot of those uh, viruses are what they're called or what excuse me are what's called zoonotic diseases meaning that at some point those diseases are you know started off in the animal host you know and was introduced into human populations by what by you know multiple means either 
as a food source or coming into contact with human beings when they weren't supposed to. So it's, you know, when we look at stuff like that, you know, we look at how these epidemics, you know, just this outbreaks just come out of nowhere. And we, you know, it's not just Corona. We can say the same thing about Ebola in Marburg, you know, a number of um, emerging diseases, the tropical diseases that, you know, people are exposed to. Um, it says a lot about, you know, how we disregard those things. And, you know, we're kind of paying the consequences for it. Right. So it's... <laughs> You know, you know the thing is like, along with uh, you know inf- misinformation with the coronavirus. I mean, you have the uh, the anti-vaxxers and all that. Those people, you know, that say vaccines cause uh, autism and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's kind of it's kind of frustrating because you you have you know the internet is supposed to be a place where you can you can learn where you there you know there's so much information out there. It's like you almost you almost have no excuse not to know something but now it's like it's made everyone like lazy or it <laughs> or just, or maybe easily swayed or something i don't know and it's it's frustrating because you we almost like didn't we get rid of uh smallpox like we actually eliminated smallpox but for some reason it came back because <laughs> people weren't yeah. getting vaccines or something like that it's because we live in a world where if you wanted to, if you want to convince yourself of something, you can. And there's enough. There's so much information that we spilled over into the uh, misinformation. Like yeah. because you know because everything is accessible and there's nobody that's like an arbiter of you know back in the day the encyclopedia was the arbiter of truth. Right? We had a group of people where we collectively said, "You guys are the smart guys. You guys tell us what's real. We'll believe you." But now that any Tom, Dick, or Harry can go to a Wikipedia page or or even create their own website and they can look official, they can call themselves a university and then say they're the flat earth university and have a whole bunch of scientific sounding words where a whole bunch of people that went to a very broken American school system that didn't really teach them enough to be able to um, uh, ascertain or uh, discern between fact and fiction or discern like what is like what is the parabola what is a hypotenuse like most people they learned it for the test they don't have no clue right we have a really trash uh, educational system so I say all that to say it's super easy if you want if, if there's nothing you can't find on the internet as quote unquote proof to like validate your belief and if you're somebody that walks in believing something and you just want to find proof that what you believe exists you can find it if you're uh, an edu- like people that are um, truth seekers and edu- and, and, and intellectuals are people who are open. They know that they, I know that I can be wrong about these things. I, there's only there's very few things that are concrete facts, but everything else I can be wrong about. And I'm willing to do the test. I'm willing to test my hypothesis. I'm willing to do the scientific method. I'm going to do all these things to make sure that. The things that I believe at a, at a core level, if I believe that the earth is flat, I need to find some proof. I need yeah. to find it. And they're not huh. doing that. They would, they would say they do have proof, but you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the, again, we're, you know, that kind of brings back to how technology has impacted that sort of assessment and, science and thinking, or rather logical thinking and reasoning 
on you know both negatively and positively um you know one end you know folks that work in science and they that work in in finding solutions for problems you know those are great tools you know at the same time people that are on the opposite end of the spectrum um that's also a tool for them to you know to validate how they feel about specific things or how they interpret you know specific things and you know anti-vaxxers you know and the re-emergence of diseases that haven't been that have been gone for ages you know um that's kind of a that's kind of the nexus of those two ideologies it's kind of you know, it's really messed up because, you know, smallpox was eradicated in 1977, you know. The last case of smallpox was actually in Somalia, you know, by African dude. That was the last known global case of naturally occurring smallpox. And now we got to worry about that crap again because, you know, you got people that, you know, didn't think that was an issue or thought that was a hope. And there's that word again, hoax. You know, um, I think the really big danger here is that you have people in, you know, in echelons of leadership that, you know, have that sort of mentality or have that sort of thought process without people around them to say, hey, look, there's, you know, there's a specific methodology in terms of how we attack things like this and how we prepare for it you know it's it's a real i mean it's a real sobering thing to see how this has really developed um since where the initial outbreak you know was released and how um in particular our leadership has reacted to it you know it's it's a really really scary thing you know it's it's funny you should mention that because there have been just this past week. There have been some. I, I'll, I'll call it communication hiccups between the president and his own uh, administration. So, like, he would say something, but then the head of the CDC would say another thing, and you're like, okay, <laughs> are yeah. they going to get on the same page here? Like, if you're gonna, I mean, this is a, I mean. Granted, it hasn't hit America as serious as, you know, as the, the Asian countries. But, I mean, this is still a pretty big thing. You would think for if something as serious as public health that, you know, it there, there, there doesn't need to be any kind of political slant, any kind of, you know, agenda. You, you really just need to communicate what are the facts, what's happening on the ground, you know, what are we doing to contain the virus and all of that. But even then, it's still this, like... <laughs> like uh um i think he was at a rally and he he said that he mentioned that uh that the way that the democrats or the the, the way that his administration is being character caricatured as far as handling the virus as a hoax or something he didn't actually say that coronavirus was a hoax that that's been going around he didn't say that he said something to the effect of the way that people are talking about their response to the virus is a hoax or something i don't know but even then, it's like, I I don't feel it. I wish he didn't feel the need to politicize it because I haven't. I mean, I've seen people criticize their response. I've seen people criticize what he said about it, but not necessarily their response. I mean, by all, by all accounts, it seems like the CDC is doing a pretty good job 
Um, so, and <laughs> I will say this as a, as a federal employee, the federal government is one of the most diverse places I've ever worked. I mean, it's just because, you know, the president is Republican doesn't mean that like the majority of the federal employees are Republican. Like there, there are people I worked with who are Democrats, who are Republicans, conservative liberals in the middle. Like I, it doesn't really matter, honestly. Like we're all going to do our job, <laughs> so uh, I have confidence confidence in the CDC to 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 get this done. But but all right, that was that was kind of a soapbox. I'll get off. But uh, <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, with you know, we're talking about misinformation on the internet. You would think that it would be important for the administration to make sure that. Everyone is speaking the same language. They're saying the same thing. So you don't have all of this disinformation that's out there. So well, I think, well, I think that yeah, I think that's a really, really valid point. And I think also it's really indicative of how um, you know how optically bad <laughs> this looks in terms of how you know. Uh, the folks in the Oval Office have kind of responded to this. Um, one, I mean, you're, I mean, I think you referred to um, uh, Trump barring um, Dr. You know Anthony Fauci, you know, coming forward and talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, the, I coron- forgot yeah the coronavirus. You know, and, and just for folks that are not familiar with who this guy really is, um, that are listening out there, Anthony Fauci is is you know, director of uh, the National Institutes of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, um, the branch of the National Institutes of Health. And this guy is arguably one of the, uh, one of a handful of about five people that are, you know, just really over-the-top experts when it comes to viral diseases, immunology, and how they work in terms of pandemics. This guy was essentially the, you know, the point guy for developing, you know, public policy for the aid, you know, during the height of the AIDS epidemic in, you know, in the United States during the 80s, you know, early 90s. So, you know, having somebody essentially, you know, go out of their way, not only the the kind of, um, let me see, the kind of gag this guy, you know, and, you know, there were even sources there, you know, that were just kind of referring to him, you know, as somebody that's kind of seeking glory or trying to incite panic or something along those lines. It's just really, really, it's a really dumb way of, uh, let me rephrase that. It's a very irresponsible way to treat, you know, an expert you know, in the field, you know, it's really, it, you know, when you start having that sort of disconnect in terms of how, you know, how things are supposed to be applied, you know, getting proper information out to the public, that's exactly, you know, it looks bad. Right. You know, I mean, particularly in comparison to the rest of the world, that is, you know, pretty much been, you know, pretty much been organized around containing, you know, this, or rather getting information out to their people, you know, so they know what the facts are. And again, 
you know, this is how technology can be a negative in some instances when it comes to something like this. It's really, uh, you know, it's really one of those things where somebody hears something, can look at all the facts they want. And if, in our case, if this, there's a political slant to it or if there's something interpreted in regards to that, um, you, you know, the people ignore it. And that's, again, it's a very scary proposition. Right. Let me, um, let me actually go back to uh, the beginning of the, of the, of the discussion we, when we were talking about the effects on the actual like tech world um directly so like i said before a number of conferences were canceled um but i wonder uh and dominique i kind of want to get your opinion on this too what do you think do you think that this is if this keeps going on like if we're if this is still if if the coronavirus is still a thing like let's say by july or august do you think that this is going to have an effect on like Apple releasing the newest iPhone or, or, or any of the companies, you know, releasing doing, you know, they normally do their big shows in the, in the fall. And, and, uh, and before yeah. that, they normally do their, uh, developer keynotes. conferences. Yeah. The keynotes yeah. and stuff. So like, do you think there'll be a, any, any cancellations or like, what do you think? Well, I mean, so you got to think about where these phones are made, right? So, and how this 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 disease it is it's in fifty nine countries right now. As a as a CNN graphic I looked at while I was uh, celebrating my baby girl's birthday today, uh, there is uh, fifty nine countries, and if you think about how pandemic spread, there's actually a video game in the Apple Marketplace called um, called. Uh, I know what you're talking about too. Uh, Pandemic or virus, whatever. It's a game where you create a virus and you teach it to evolve and then you try to infect the whole world. Um, So in that game, you you see how like airplanes and docks and um, like little, like it's very like the way that diseases will get to a place that you get, you don't even think, I was like, yeah, one dude with the thing flies to to Sweden and it's a whole thing. It's going to get to Germany, it's going to get to Amsterdam, it's going to get everywhere, right? And so if you think about the the infrastructure that's in place in a place, that's in place in places like the United States and Great Britain, um, in, in, the more, in the first world countries, we're going to survive. We'll be okay. If we wanted to have a conference, Apple's going to probably still have their keynote, but the, what they won't be able to do is put enough phones out because they make their phones in third world countries that won't have that infrastructure in place. Um, and and the, the problem will be supply chains, right? I work for Dell. We're already getting all kinds of uh, notices. Hey, if you have a flight to China, you don't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you thought you were going to China next Thursday and you booked the ticket, you thought that's what they're saying. So uh, it's already, it's like it's penetrating little by little in the corporate culture. And uh, eventually there will come a point in time, if it continues to grow and we don't find a way to curtail it and just kind of stop it, uh, then it will start affecting the places that not necessarily us specifically, but we are a consumer nation, not a producer nation, and all the producer nations are third world countries now, and they will uh, not be able to continue producing, right? They're just going to lose their workforce. They're going to have to, for 
security say keep people at home those kinds of things are just not good for productivity we'll be on you know shortages and outages and long wait times and all of our trinkets and gadgets and gadgets which is not going to get them so to answer your question I, I think that if there's a very good chance that not that they won't release a phone because they will uh, but they will release that phone to a wait and there will be some kind of list that you can get on their phones will trickle in as they're able to get them uh, made you know probably uh, on contract in America they're probably gonna have to charge more for the phone like who knows but it's not even just the people who make the phones it's where the materials are sourced uh, all that stuff happens by third world countries by you know child slaves so uh, you know when all the child slaves are sick from coronavirus we can't uh, get our iPhone so I don't know what they're gonna do man that's uh, <laughs> that's a whole mouthful right there. That's like a whole other <laughs> podcast, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but I mean that's that's a good point though. I mean as as you know as you laid out, I mean a lot of our electronics come from China, and so what do you do when the country that makes most of the world's electronics is stricken by a, a virus, a very communicable virus at that, <laughs> and <Right>. so. <laughs> will just decimate factories you know what i mean right right so i don't this this is really interesting because it's really interesting to see how tech companies are reacting to this and it'll be interesting in the future to see if you know granted you know they don't come up with a a vaccine for this i mean i've heard they might have a vaccine or they're close to i don't i'm not sure but well uh, i think well, I think one of the things that we have to really keep in mind is that, um, you know, there's a very, and I think Dominic, um, Dominic touched on this, um, you know, a little earlier, is that, you know, places where we would normally go and congregate and be in public proximity to each other, you know, in certain places, particularly places where population you know, populations are a lot heavier. Um, you know, if this was the worst case scenario, we wouldn't be seeing it. You know, and that would that that's going to have an impact on workforces, on you know how on consumer um, consumer results when it comes to technology. Um, if this was like a really worst case type of scenario with a with a bug that let's say, you know let's say you're you know let's say it's just something that's just really really nasty and has a high you know high morbidity and mortality rate um yeah that would you know that would definitely be a possibility it's definitely a possibility even with something that you know isn't going to kill 99 percent of the population (laughs) you know it's even i mean and we've kind of seen it history's you know kind of shown us this in past um, outbreaks and epidemics, you know, whether we're talking about flu epidemics or measles, mumps, um, you know, it, it's not necessarily always the worst case scenario either. Um, although when we're talking about, you know, history of that of public health in this country, people, you know, often talk about, you know, swine flu, or they're talking about Spanish influenza that you know that epidemic that happened back in the 1918 after the end of World War One, where you had you know millions of people across the globe just you know you know just be decimated by it. 
And I don't think, you know, we've faced that type of scenario at any point, you know, save, you know, AIDS epidemic. But, you know, if you want to really, if you really want a case study of how, how that would look, you know, just take a look at how Spanish influence affected people globally when it was in full force. You saw a lot of those elements, you know, um, a lot of those elements in play where markets would fall, markets crash, you know, consumer, you know, consumerism across the globe was at a low, um, workforces were affected. Uh, you know, a lot of that stuff is a possibility and a lot of people, um, a lot of businesses, you know, have to plan for it. This is, uh, I think is where us, us offloading our production to save a buck could end up costing us in the long run because we have a we don't have a workforce that's ready to start working in factories. You know what I mean? We don't have a significant because uh, it's not it's not easy to put a phone together, right? That's skilled labor, and yet even though you can teach a kid to do it, they teach them. You know what I mean? Like they, it, it's we it's not like we have factories ready. We can't just pick up the production that China is going to lose when this thing wipes out a third of their population. Uh, and I'm saying when because I, I think they. Personally, I think they wanted to, um, and uh, I don't think they're going to be too quick to give uh, a vaccine even when it comes to everybody that needs it. Uh, and, and also, vaccines will, I'm sure, be a, a kind of on a sh- short supply and, you know, exponential cases and whatnot. I just don't think everybody's going to get it. So when we lose all the people that we're going to lose, I don't think that we have a workforce that's ready to just get right at it. You know what I mean? Like we can't just cut a light on at a steel mill in Philly and then have them do start putting phones together. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like on, on the one hand, you like, you understand why companies shift their production overseas. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously the cost of living in other countries isn't nearly as high as ours, ours is. So it's, it's a lot cheaper to pay them versus to pay us. But but then, like you said, then you now you run run into this issue where <laughs> the the there's now there's an issue with the the Chinese, and you just can't shift project production back here because, like you said, there's no one here to do that because we don't put phones together. We don't we don't have that kind of manufacturing here in the states. So unless there unless there's some plan B somewhere in Mexico or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, unless they have that, I'm not sure what they're, what they're, what they're going to do. I mean, you know, um, Apple, they're going to spend all the money they got to get it. So, and they got more money than everybody else. So they'll, they'll, they'll come up with something. Yeah. They'll come up with a way to put a phone. It just won't be at the, I just don't think it'll be at the grand scale that it could have been because this was supposed to be the year that they redesigned. This was supposed to be their, uh, tick year instead of their top year right. uh, as far as upgrades. Um, so, you know, I think they were counting on a windfall, but I don't think the production will, but we know, you know, we don't know. We're speaking pre, you know, we're speaking out of, out of turn at this point. It's all kind of projection and conjecture uh, because we just, there's no way for us to know, but I mean, I can't see, you know, your face mask ain't going to stop me. You have 50,000 uh, people in a small space putting these phones together. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, just going to wipe out your workforce. Right, right. And they at I, least to take and keep them out for a few weeks. <laughs> and let, let me, because uh, I kind of want to wanna, wanna wrap up. Actually, actually, no, I think I will wrap up. I'll wrap up by saying two things. One, wash your hands. <laughs> 
every time he used the restroom. That's why I don't get sick all that often because I wash my hands. And two, like, please don't use this, you know, this whole situation with the coronavirus to, as as a, as a way to be be a jerk to Chinese people or anyone that's from from Asia. I, I've heard stories of different races and uh, uh, people being all xenophobic about you know Chinese people or, or people who look Asian like uh, one that's not cool and two that's <laughs> it, it's it's kind of f- frustrating how people it's like now if, if they look Chinese I guess I can't be around them. oh they might have the coronavirus it's like no that's that's not it's what just, that means it's just trash it's trash it, it's, it's straight up trash racist people trash. don't need a whole lot of motivation to, <laughs> yeah. to to like show the flex their racist muscles so I just yeah. hate to see when it's us I hate to see us being ignorant and acting like oh we get to you know we get to take crap on somebody so let's jump in on the on all the Asian hate it's like nope there uh, yeah. people. There are people. There are people of color, even though they don't have like actual colors. They are um, um, oppressed people. They are. Um, uh, they are minorities, and whether, it doesn't matter whether they identify with your struggle or not. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther the King Jr. said, "Injustice everywhere, anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere." I think I got that quote right. Somebody check me. But the point <laughs> is, if we sit by and let them be ridiculed or join in on the ridicule, the next Thursday once they cure coronavirus and now it's back to we don't like you colored. Uh, let, let's not look at let's not look at them and ask them why they're not. You know what I mean? Like uh, I think we as a people need to show a little more empathy. We need to flex our uh, our our. our good heart bone you know what i mean like we need to get in there and and just like show people that it's okay it, it, there, there's no, nobody over here just because you're like those these are americans like very few people that are that look chinese are people from china yeah well i think i think one thing about and i hate to say this you know one thing about um, public health emergencies is that they bring out the worst in people sometimes. And that, you know, I mean, it was the same thing when it came to, you know, we saw the same type of thing when it came to the AIDS epidemic. You know, and that, I mean, that's a very, that's a, you know, that's the reference point because it's, it's arguably the most recent, you know, most recent widespread pandemic that we've had to deal with. You know, even SARS, yeah, the swine flu wasn't a pandemic. AIDS is still going on. <laughs> you know, you still have, you know, even though, even though tech, you know, treatment, vaccine technology, and and research has really, you know, really brightened the road in terms of eventually finding a cure for the virus. Um, there's a lot of really nasty things that happened when, you know. HIV made its way here and people started getting sick. And I say this um, to full disclosure, I, you know, I, I, in much, much like many people in the country, I had family member that, you know, that passed away from AIDS and seeing how people just changed in terms of how they dealt with people, how they you know, made assumptions how they, you know, it, it, it was a 
kind of, you know, the all-purpose lock for all the worst things in people. The all-purpose key rap. So, you know, it's something that we have to be very aware of as, you know, individuals. You know, when we talk about things like this and we see people, you know, that that we don't do the things that other people have been guilty of doing in the past in terms of stereotyping, in terms of um, really generalizing, you know, generalizing a, an entire demographic of people um, because of a public emergency. It's, like I said, it's really, you know, public health emergencies like this really have a habit of bringing out the worst in people and we have to really fight against it. Yup. So with that said, we can go ahead and, uh, go ahead and end this one. Um, before we go, do you all have any, uh, any, any, any last words, any shout outs? Uh, well, actually, uh, shout out to, uh, to Dominique, to your to your daughter, you said she had a birthday. Dom, hello. <laughs> Wait, did she on the call? No, my bad. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, my, my baby girl. I appreciate. It. I was just going off about her, and I'm like, "Wait, Dom, hello. Y'all didn't hear me? Yeah." Uh, but yeah, yeah, my baby girl just turned 11. We went to Dave and Buster's. It was her first time going. She's been going for a while, um, and yeah, shout out to that queen. She's a uh, Getting getting really good grades in school, and we showed out on her because she showed out for us. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely. Um, I got a couple. I got two shout outs. Um, first shout out uh, is also to my daughter Kendall Seward, um, eight years old, going on going on phone hacker and 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 downloader of apps. Uh, <laughs> You know, we we really had a. Um, she gave me a run for my money today in regards to an application that she was trying to install under my nose on her phone. So shout out to her. You still ain't you still ain't smarter than your old man yet. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but the second shout out uh, was for our previous podcast. You know, for our guests. Um, Dr. Christy Walker, Mr. Kerry Gilliard, thank you guys for gracing us with you, with your presence on our podcast. That was one of the funnest, po- funner episodes we've had. I mean, and we've had a lot of fun episodes on our shows um, since we started doing this podcast. That one was dope um, for a lot of reasons. You know, one, we're all bandheads, so we can really appreciate it. And two, it was really cool having good friends doing the podcast with us so thank you guys we really really appreciate it um the lights open anytime you guys want to revisit drop in bring food you know that's the only feed that we charge you know you can pay us in hoagie steak and cheeses whatever uh but you know and, we, we, and subscribing you we, we can we can also get subscribers <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, my bad. yeah shameless plug subscribers subscribers yeah that, that needs to be like something subliminal on the show. So people <laughs> listen to the show. Yeah, they say, you know, there's something I forgot. Yeah, we can subscribe. So, but yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you guys and thank everybody that is uh, taking the time to listen to our podcast. 
uh, you know, you're the reason why we do it. So uh, we appreciate the reasons, it. <laughs> reasons that we and that's why we're called the Black Techies. But no, <laughs> but uh, but actually, so before I allow Dominique to do his signature uh, ending, let me let me also say that for the future, stay tuned to the Black Techies because one, I, I really want to do a part two for that uh, for the the technology and music podcast that we did that that, that Herb just mentioned. I'm trying to get the assistant director of the Tennessee State University Aristocratic Bands on here so we can so we can A-O-B. talk more. That's right, hashtag AOB Nation. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, March is uh, Women's History Month, and I think March fourth is International Women's Day. I think that's I think that's it. Uh, but uh, yeah, March is Women's History Month, and so we are trying to have two podcasts, two two, two podcast episodes in March that are only women no men like only women hosting and everything so stay tuned to that especially if you're you're a lady if you know a lady that might be interested in listening or participating let us know uh so yeah uh but you can only know if that's going to happen if you subscribe so make sure you subscribe (laughs) so you can uh stay up to date on the latest episodes and with that let's go ahead and end it yeah, man. Uh, I want everybody to go forth, have a, have their best week, live their best life. Uh, everybody, please go. If you're not registered to vote already, a good website is uh, votesaveamerica.com. That's not uh, pushing you to one particular party or the other, although if you listen to this enough, you can probably know what I think you should do. Um, go, let's, everybody, let's educate ourselves on these candidates. There are 147,000 uh, candidates <laughs> in the race still, even though there's a different person dropping out every week. I feel like we're adding people like Paul uh, Patrick just got jumped in here. Some, I mean, it's a brother, but it's like, come on, brother. You can't, like, don't wait until the end and you a brother and you don't miss Iowa. Come on. Anyway, uh, it's not a political podcast. Uh, go for it. Be great. And remember, every day you wake up, you're closer and closer to Trump getting another four years and the world ending. Love everybody. <laughs> Y'all have a good weekend. Uh, I really hope it doesn't <laughs> end. But uh, <laughs> and with that, I'll give a hearty hail Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs>